Okay, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Why don't you let the listeners know kind of who you are and what do you do? Great. So I am April Shakatano. I'm a co-founder of Mix and Shine, which is a marketing agency in Virginia Beach. And we started our business in 2014, so we just hit the five-year mark last year. So congrats! Yeah, thank you. And how did you get started? What um, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe maybe walk us through like what did you do like uh, before that? Maybe yeah, yeah. what did you do in school? That kind of thing. Sure. So I, um, you know, I I always wanted to be around events and communications and writing. Like I think um, everybody has at their core who they like really are deep down and the the things that they can't help but do. I can't help but write. Like no matter what kind of setting I'm in, I'm a writer. So I think I I followed that path and got into um, public relations, worked at a national agency. And one of my really close colleagues, um, Tony Carey, started a blog called Black Girls Run. And that blog turned into so much more. And it was a running community and there were you know, hundreds of groups meeting up week to week of black women running with one another. And her office is right next to mine at that agency. And when Tony started her business and she said, this is getting so much bigger than I ever imagined. I knew that one day I was like, I just really had an up close personal front seat to the changes that she was getting through to start her business. Yes. And being a witness to that, made me think as soon as she had left that company, I was like, that's going to be me. And I don't know what it's going to be. And I don't know when it's going to happen. Um, and then, then two years later, um, you know, I, I had met my business partner who actually replaced Tony after she had left the agency and we started our business. Fantastic. Yeah. What was the very first like scope or like, what was the very first project that you guys were doing? Was it always social media or did Mm -hmm. you do other services in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, things have evolved a lot because as you know, in marketing, you know, you, you just, you've got to lean into what's working. So early on, we did a lot of public relations. So contacting media and having media lists and story ideas to share with those media and um hard work <laughs> yeah thank you i appreciate <laughs> it yeah it really is and because it's relationship management yes and it's um you know we're dealing with a, a landscape right now i remember when i started in the industry in 2009 i would call reporters back hey i wanted to see what you thought of that story idea i sent you last week I'd, and they would pick up the phone and say um well i just got laid off mm. so the media landscape has changed so much that you don't have as many beat reporters and in a way, they, they need more public relations help, but they don't have time for that relationship building step. So what happened in the past two years is we completely stopped taking that media relations work. And it was a tough decision to make for our business. And we were tested a couple times because we had somebody come to the door who was like delightful, wonderful, wonderful person, great business. And she wanted media relations work. And that was our test. Like, are you going to say no? So we're not doing that work anymore. We're focusing a lot more on the social media, a lot more on social advertising, which we see as like a big opportunity. Um, and, and, and that's really paid off. It, it's hard to shift your business like that, but it, it's been cool to, to let that unfold. And how are you structured in your business? Um, you have a business partner, yes. you have staff, or is it just you two? How yeah, so, um, so the, the two of us, we're the core. Like on any account, you're gonna get either Rachel or April. Um, so I think that that is, uh, that's a mainstay. Uh, from there, we have um, subcontractors. And what's really cool is we're giving them all the flexibility we ever wished that we had. 
You know, like that's, that's part of what we're creating here is an environment where someone can, you know, live uh, wherever they want. They can travel, they can create their life in whatever way works for them. We have a colleague that's in Idaho and she would go ski in the morning and then meet with us in the afternoon on a, a video call. I like that. And, right? <laughs> yeah. We haven't visited her in person yet. I don't know why. <laughs> you gotta get on that. Yes, exactly. Um, but that, that is, um, that's really working well for us. And I think that business partnership is not for everyone. We have heard so many like horror stories, war stories of business partnership, but um, it truly is, you know, some, someone asked me once like, are you and Rachel friends? And I was like, friends, like we're married, <laughs> yeah, we're true. married. You know, yeah. our finances are intertwined, right? Like that's, that's right. the big thing. Um, so, so that, that truly is like, you have to be that lockstep with a business partner and that in tune with one another. And it's important to, to cover for each other too. Like, you know, like when, when one person, I was listening to a podcast, you know, Brene Brown. No. Oh, okay. So Brene, um, she, be, she did not want to become famous, but she did cause she did a Ted talk mm. and her Ted talk was about vulnerability and how being vulnerable is the, the thing that can unlock leadership and help you live the life you wanted to live. I'm familiar with the idea. Of yeah, that. yeah. Yep. So Brene did a Tim Ferriss podcast episode. It was so good. Um, but she talked about how her and her husband, like whenever they get home, it's like, all right, I've got 40%. Like that's all I've got today, you know? And then the other one of them will go, don't worry, I've got 60 Right? Yep. And the way they know that they got to recalibrate and check in is when one of them says, I've got 20%, and the other one says, I only have 20% as well. And so that's when they know, like, we've got to change something, right? So business partnerships very similar, where you have to, to have that give and take, and you have to show up with the extra 20% when someone else can't, right? So it's all, so that, that's the, the balance. And how are you finding customers in the early days? Oh, it's, oh man, it's all referrals. And I think that I'm a planner. I don't know. Are you a planner? Uh, I can be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. be, but uh, generally I'm probably do a lot of things and then the plan comes from doing all those things. Uh, okay, so you're the doer. You're the like yeah. ideas and action. Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, yeah, I, I'm a planner and in that way I, I kind of struggled with where are we going to get these clients, right? But the truth is, is you can't know until you start communicating with people about what you're doing. And that for me was the biggest surprise factor is once I said, I have a business and I'm ready to accept work and this is what I'm doing. So many people that I didn't expect came around and said, oh, you know what? I don't need help, but I know someone who does. Let me introduce you. Yes. So you have to remember that people want to help you. So you really, you have to put yourself out there so that they can. And you have to ask for what you're looking for, um, which, which can be a little hard at the outset, especially when you're getting started um, and you've gone from like working under the table and quietly on your own to finally saying, okay, I'm ready. Um, so that was cool to see how many people, like it's all referrals that get us our business. Nice. And then, uh, so what do you kind of specialize in today? Like I know you mentioned a little bit of social advertising. Right. Like, are there any spe specific platforms? Do you focus on the creative side? Or are you more on the performance side? Yes, definitely. So, um, so I do think we're a little unique in that we do focus on the creative content 
and then the technical know-how. So um, when it comes to creative content, it's like, what is your message? Do we have the right images to tell your story? And really building a really strong catalog of content that you can then break apart and apply across all of your marketing channels. Um, the marketing channels we see paying off the most, or like you said, social advertising, um, it's so measurable. And you know, you can put up a billboard, you can put an ad in a newspaper, and you might get a sense of like, well, it went to this many people, but you really won't know how many people you impacted. And in social ads, you can see click through, you can see engagement rates. And what's cool is even if you are doing those traditional things, you take those insights from your social ads and you make everything else you're working on better. Yes. Um, so that's been really cool to see. The other thing emerging, we'll have to talk about this because you may find this interesting. Let's talk um, about it. Google My Business. Google My Business. Google My Business. It is, uh, the, the thing to remember is Google loves itself. So when you want to show up in search, you want to make sure you're, if you have a physical location, your Google My Business account is fresh, up to date, you've added images, any field that Google gives you to populate, give it some content. Mm. Because the more you do that, the more it's going to show you some love in the search ranks. And you know that that's everything. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, what about kind of your, I guess, network? Do you have mentors or do you have mm -hmm. people that you go to with like, you know, tips or advice? Mm, that's a good question. I think, um, it, well, it's important to know that like mentorship comes from the most unexpected places. Everybody thinks of like the people who are like the top of their, you know, of the field um, and that kind of thing. But I think you can learn from anyone that you surround yourself with. And often it's someone in a totally different industry that you're just like, I'm really inspired and moved by what you're doing. And um, I don't know that we have formal mentorships and our mentors may not know that they are our mentors, you know, but yeah. there are people we call upon just for, for different situations, be like, hey, I just need a sanity check. Is this the right way to do this? Or have you run into this problem? Um, and, and, and that comes from all kinds of places, I think. What type of like um, development do you do for yourself? Like, Do you go to conferences, any good like social media yeah. meetups or anything? Well, that was very timely. Um, <laughs> we are actually going to San Diego at the end of this month social media marketing world yes Got correct it. how did you know <laughs> oh, i've been on the internet <laughs> okay yeah, yeah yeah so you know what's happening um rachel went last year i'm this is my first time going to this conference but i'm excited they've got a lot of different tracks so i think that we'll probably divide and conquer and just collect the best of um but i think that this is actually something we learned in the past two years you have to invest in yourself and the first two years of our business, we didn't because we were serving our clients. Yes. And that was the priority. And what happened was when a couple of those clients went away, just for whatever reason, like uh, we just had this big gap in our business, like because we weren't building our own reputation. So that was, that was a lesson learned. And the truth is, is ever since we've been, you know, spending on our own training and our own networking, I cannot think of a situation where it did not pay for itself and more quickly than you'd think. So in, within six months of spending on you know, a, a big training initiative, like uh, I was telling you, Rachel and I went to Miami to train in a Google design sprint process. We've paid for that and then some because our clients are really interested in that process. For sure. Yeah, so that, that's, that's been important as a lesson and that would be something that 
you know, I would say sooner rather than the sooner you can do it, the better. Totally. And uh, what type of clients do you typically work with? Do you have a niche where you mm-hmm. like to work with a specific type of company or a size of company? Yeah. So um, we're very often, my background is in healthcare marketing. So um, we tend to get that kind of work. I think where we're starting to expand and grow a lot is food and nutrition. Um, so just working with those national food brands, um, even local restaurants. Um, we definitely have different tiers and size of clients. And we also started doing more consulting work. So, um, so we've got, uh, that's something that we've changed. Instead of having very few large clients, we've got um, more mid-sized clients lately, which is you know, healthier for our business because it, it, we diversify our work. How does consulting change or what's the difference between that and maybe the social media services Mm. that you provide? Right. So consulting is, you know, it's funny. um, In our book club at the Annex, uh, we were reading Chillpreneur, which is about just like having ease in your life as an entrepreneur, which sounds like, is that a thing? Yeah. Can they be in the same sentence? Yes, (laughs) exactly. Um, So Chillpreneur, in in that book, one of the topics we're talking about is like, uh, not everything has to be so hard. Not everything like, and I have that association where it's like, if, if it's not hard, it's not work. But actually, when I get to do consulting sessions with people and it's one-on-one, and I'm just doing what I usually do with clients, and it's an hour-long session. I have so much fun doing that that I'm like, I couldn't possibly be paid for this. So it's something to think about. Is like, um, let, let something be easy. And I think that those consulting sessions where it really is like a one or two-hour block have been surprisingly very rewarding for me, but um, also helping me like, tap into my chillpreneur inside, you know? Makes sense. Yeah. And uh, talk about your podcast a little bit. You have uh, yes. a podcast where you have a theme. What's your kind of like, I guess, uh, you know, impression of having a podcast? And yes. Like, what, are, what are the benefits and maybe what is the, what is the, what's the idea there? Yeah. So our podcast is called The Corporate Dropout. And we're talking to people who left the corporate world to start their own business And, um, you know, it could be people who have been wildly successful and they're retired. It could be somebody who is on their grind and they're doing it right now. And there's value in all parts of that story. Um, And for me, it's become kind of a, like a DIY MBA. Yep. Where I just, I learned so much from conversations and I even, I pulled a bit of a Kanye West. I was listening to my own podcast. Which I'm like, is that okay? Can I listen to my own podcast? That's what it's for. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? And um, it was amazing, like, how many things I started to apply. Um, So that's Uh, been cool. Uh, And I don't know, have you found that too? Like, after you have conversations on podcasts, you're like... Oh, yeah. It's a huge, like, network. It's a huge, you know, content, you know, library. It's Mm -hmm. a huge... uh, I mean, there's so many you know, awareness, Yes, you know, exactly. it, it brings a lot to the table. And, uh, you know, the question is always like, why, why not have started sooner? You know, that's, that's oh my gosh. the idea. Yeah. You know, if, if you could have known that, you know, the Facebook was going to be what it is now, why not have started sooner? Or, you know, if you knew influencers would have been so good, start sooner. So yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I love, I love this, I love podcasting and, yeah. uh, 
I love the, the idea. So um, what about kind of, what do you think you'll do next with it? Like, do you see yourself like having a lot of episodes and then maybe make a conference or a panel or something out of it? Or would you make a, yeah. a piece of content like a book and then that book could be, how do you? See, that's such a good question. Um, I don't, we may not be there yet. I think that we're enjoying the process right now. Yeah. Um, you know this. You don't have a podcast by accident. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> it takes a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. But it's um, what's really good about it is like once you set up the interview, just having all your systems there to like, it just you just drop it in the system like Plinko and it comes out the bottom. That's you right. know. So I, I think that it's helped us to like build a system out for ourselves that you know, that, that systematic thinking helps us with clients too. So it's been useful from that perspective. I don't know what's next for the corporate dropout. And I think that that's, um, that's pretty cool right now. For sure. Um, because you know, we, we talked about this, I'm a planner and sometimes it's nice to just let something be what it is for the moment and know that the doors that need to be open are going to open up. You know, all we have to do is show up and keep putting in the work. What are you most proud of? Um, with your company kind of like over the years, like what do you, what stands out? Mm, that's, that's a good question. So, uh, I think, I mean, every business has this, like we, I was surprised that when we started our business, we came out the gate gangbusters, like doing really well and in a place where we didn't expect to be profitable yet, but we were. Um, and then somewhere late 2017, we hit a wall. We lost two really big clients in the same month. And, and when I say big, I mean 20K in revenue per month. Yes. And when that disappears out from under you, you have to catch yourself. And I, I think that um, it was a challenging time in our business, but I think we came back from that a lot stronger, a lot more focused, and, and we, we rebooted. We rebooted our business. We stopped doing the services that weren't performing well for us. We educated ourselves on the ones we wanted to move into. And, um, you know, a year ago, I couldn't have told you that that worked yet. So, but now I'm here and I can tell you it has. And I, that I am actually really proud of is that we, we redirect, redirected our business and um, we've come out stronger for it. Perfect. Yeah. What are you most excited about going forward? Mm. Oh, you know, I, I think I am excited about... Um, since coming back from that, because I mean, it has been a wild year where we've turned things around big time financially for ourselves. Um, I'm excited about building the right team. Um, to me, that is the most fun you get to have is when you work with people that you really care about and that, um, you know, you're all working toward the same goal. So I find that to be like really exciting and I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, what inspires you? Mm. Oh, you know, I think coming from... A communication background I think that what you say can change people's minds and the words you use can have an impact on someone and so when I see that play out that really inspires me and that's what motivates me to like be in the work that we do is that by talking about when we talk about like bags by Hamilton Perkins um, we're talking about things that you know, this isn't just the bag I'm carrying today. This is a bag that is made sustainably, that's going to make a difference in the world. And when you get that kind of message across, 
Like there's something about that that's really powerful. Awesome. And um, where can the listeners connect and follow you? Oh yeah, so we are at Mix and Shine PR on Instagram. So that's the best place to start, but you can always find me on LinkedIn at April Shakatano. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you.